Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Today's going to be episode one of a three-part series. Today is about belonging. I'm going to do it a little bit different than I've done some of the others. So honestly, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> Hopefully this, this works well. Uh, I'm going to do a little more narrative uh, than, I, than I have historically done. Uh, in the past, I've done a little bit more of the, the teaching, the lecture type style, but Today's going to be more narrative, so will the next episode. And here we go. Let's do it. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, when I was uh, a, a young boy, I, I grew up in Oregon in a little town. Uh, at the time, it was a little town, uh, much like the town that I live in now. And in this town, there was, you know, we had the neighborhood kids that were across the street. There was, a, there was one other kid in, on my side of the street. Uh, who lived in an apartment complex. I lived at this house at the end of a street. Well, in the neighborhood, this, there, was, there was one young man. Uh, well, we were all boys then. There was one boy, and his, it was kind of interesting. We were pretty good friends for a long time. Uh, we got pretty close. I wouldn't say we were the closest, but we got pretty close. Uh, you know, close enough that we would, you know, we would visit each other at each other's houses or, you know, stay the night sometimes, stuff like that. Um, and to be honest, here's, here's kind of a funny part. I'm kind of curious to see how many of my friends will listen to this one. But number two, how many of them would think that this is them? Because the story I'm going to tell is not an uncommon story. So this, this young boy uh, was just a typical ordinary kid. And as we approached, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, some, you know, things were changing for all of us. And one of the things that became more important, it, everybody goes through it, I think, but became more important to him was this idea of fitting in. It became super important to fit in, to belong. And so, he would be really friendly up when there's nobody else around. And then he would pick and choose times where he would be friendly or not friendly, depending on who was around. Well, I didn't know what to do with all of that. You know, it hadn't kicked in for me yet that belonging was that important. I mean, I, I knew that it was important, but I, I didn't know it was that important. And so I learned a lot from watching this, this young boy trying to fit in at different times. And I, I got to thinking, holy smokes, why would you be so fake? It would be like we'd be out playing street football or something. And then he would just, he would act all tough and, and be like, and, and I would look around and I, I started to make the connection that it, it was depending on who was around, how he would show up. And I didn't like that, to be honest. And so I fought against the idea of even belonging at all for a long time. But let's fast forward. I'm going to get off of his story and back onto mine. 
I mean, that was his story from my eyes. So, you know, he may have seen it a totally different way. But from my eyes, that's what it looked like. It's like, wow, why would you try to do it? It just looked so fake and it felt so unreal. And anyway, so we fast forward a few years and there I am in high school and I start going through a similar thing. I didn't, I didn't ever have the need to be cool thing. Um, did some people go through, but I did definitely 100% go through the need to belong thing. I definitely needed uh, a people. I needed, you know, people that I could call my people. I typically found them through the the different sports that I would play, uh, but not always. You know, there were there were other groups of kids as I was growing up. I I know I switched schools uh, twice. I switched going into my sophomore year, and then I switched again going into my senior year. Um, and all I wanted was to belong. But for me, it was kind of an awkward wanting to belong. It was awkward because I really wanted to belong, but I really wanted to be loved. And so, you know, as a teenager, I didn't necessarily, well, I didn't understand at all the concept of love, but I did understand a little bit. I was beginning to understand a little bit about the concept of romantic love. The idea of, wow, she's really cute and I really like her and I I feel funny on the inside when I'm around her. And why that's important is because I was falling for something that I think a lot of people fall for. I was finding my sense of belonging through the emotional like uh, butterflies in my gut or in my chest and started to misinterpret that, right? Like I started to look at, wow, I belong if it feels right. Well, that's not necessarily a great thing to do. Although many of us, I'm sure out there, many of you have experienced that dilemma of like, well, what happens then when the feeling begins to fade a little bit? Well, then we fight harder for it or we quit, right? We, we either fight for creating that feeling and then we're always chasing the feeling or we give up on it. We say the feeling is just too random or too fickle and it just disappears or, um, you know, it only works at the beginning of a relationship, which by the way, in my studies later on, I've read a, a book. This is an interesting book reference for you. There's an old book called In Quest of a Mythical Mate. And it's about the developmental uh, psychology behind relational progress, right? The idea of the connection phase um, and then the fusing and all of that stuff. So it's a, it's a fantastic read if any of you are interested. But one of the things that I learned in there was, one, we all need to belong. And when we chase the feeling of belonging, we sometimes don't understand what belonging truly is. So... Let's fast forward to today, 
All right. I gave you a little bit of narrative. I gave you a couple of examples, you know, the kid who wants to be cool. And so, you know, Taylor makes himself for the people around him. And then the kid who wants to be loved and so starts down the path of chasing the feeling. Fast forward to today and I have a totally different perspective. Uh, when it comes to belonging, uh, I think there's a, there's a third realm, right? We can connect by means of like what we do together, that time together. And that matters. That's a, that's a significant piece. We can also connect in belonging by feeling. But there's a third dimension. And I think this is where it gets a little bit more complicated. The, I call it the, the soul or the, uh, the spirit dimension, right? The idea of something about you works really well with something about me. Well, I had a, in graduate school, I had a professor who, who said something and it, it, it sort of keyed all of this together. Um, and this next piece is going to be a little bit based on my, my own spiritual perspective. But if you're not religious, uh, you're not Christian, I think you'll still understand it. I have a feeling you'll still understand what I'm saying. You just may have a different way of framing it. And it goes like this. He would say, what you're trying to do is the same thing as what I'm trying to do, which is the same thing as what anybody is trying to do. And that is to find the spirit of God within the person in front of you. And then, and here's the important part, cooperate with it. Find the spirit of the living God in the person in front of you and cooperate with it. Now, even if I was coming from a non-Christian perspective, I think that sense of there is something deeper in the connection process. I don't, I don't know all of the nuances of how it works even today. But what I know is that there are times when somebody will walk into my office or they'll imp impact me on the, on the street, right? I'll interact with them and I'll just be like, you know, that's a person I just really appreciate. There's something about them that just it shines different. It, it feels different. It, it the experience is different. The, it's like, it's almost like I've known them for a long time. And when we find that, then we have to cooperate with it. And I think that's truly where the sense of belonging, it comes from. The other way I'll sometimes frame, frame this is belonging is about a connection between you know, two or more people at a head, heart, soul level, right? The intellectual conversation, the communication, the way in which that, that interacts, but not just the verbal, but the nonverbal, right? Those, those nuances of you're just, you're just special to me. And I somehow have, I'm special in your world also. Well, what I found over time is that sometimes I'm not always a good read of that connection. And that makes it ch really challenging too. I've had at times people feel super connected to me 
And I feel like maybe they're not very connected to me. And so again, that's another key in on the feelings don't always create the right sense of belonging. They can at times be a part of it, but by themselves, it's not enough. We have to also be able to interact intellectually in the mind. And then we have to be able to connect at the soul level as well. And I say all of this because it's really important, I think, not just from a therapeutic stance, but from a relational perspective. The idea of of connecting with others being a core element of just the human experience, that sense of belonging is critical. Now, evidence for that is pretty easy to find. What do people do around you if they don't fit in? What do they do? You want to watch somebody flounder and fumble around and make them feel like they don't belong. And you will, you will see people. It's, it's almost like getting air into our lungs after we've had to hold our breath for the last 40 seconds. You know, that breath just feels so important. Like if I don't get this, I'm a, I'm about to end my life. Like it's over. I'm done. And relationships and connection are like that. Without them, we begin to wither and die. So that sense of belonging is absolutely a need. We're going to, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to get into, you know, what happens that messes with that sense of belonging, brokenness. And then we're also going to get into what is the the one thing that you and I can do every day to make this sense of belonging feel and be at the core of what we, how we interact in the world. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this. Please join me next time for the second part in this series. Thanks for joining me and have a good one.